Hi, my name is Karen Young. I'm a senior fellow and director of the program on economics and energy at the Middle East Institute. And I am joined by Nick Harris from New Lines. Nick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Nick Harris, and I am the program head and senior senior analyst for the State Resilience and Fragility Program here at the New Lines Institute. So, Nick, I am really curious to get your views. There is an important visit. The Prime Minister of Iraq um, will be visiting Washington next week as part of the U.S.-Iraq Strategic Dialogue. What are your expectations of the uh, you know the conversations that will take place, and what are what are the what's the Iraq government trying to achieve? Well, this is a great question, Karen. And fundamentally, when Mustafa Kademi was sort of came to power last year, he was the compromise candidate between the United States and Iran. Um, you know that's the fundamental uh, geopolitical challenge that impacts Iraq and its regional neighbors is this tug of war between the United States and Iran over Iraq. Both the United States and Iran view Iraq as a place for strategic competition between the two of them. At the same time that the United States under the Biden administration, this also began under the Trump team, is trying to pivot fully towards Asia and a generations-long uh, competition with China. So the strategic dialogue should focus a lot on two sort of buckets of issues. First and probably most foremost in the Biden team's mind is what Mustafa Kademi can do to tamp down on these Iran-backed Shia militia attacks against U.S.-led uh, coalition uh, forces that are in Iraq to help the Iraqis fight ISIS. The remnants of ISIS are still there and they are trying to regroup and rebuild the territorial caliphate. And, you know, it, there have been a lot of attacks that these Iran-backed militias have launched. That will be probably first and foremost in the discussion between uh, Biden and Kadami. The second sort of bucket is what Kadami can do to keep the Iraqi system going. Um, Iraq has essentially been tottering for the last several years. There are major issues uh, related to existential goods such as water, electricity, um, young Iraqis' ability to find meaningful work that pays them uh, enough that they can staff their own families. And the fact that Iraq is, for all intents and purposes, several different countries um, split between a Kurdish-dominated north, um, what is left of northern and western, uh, predominantly Sunni Iraq, and then, of course, the deep south, the Shia core. And these areas of Iraq are increasingly growing apart and separated. And for all intents and purposes, Iraq is a geographic space, not a state. And that worries people here in Washington and further afield. I like the way that you described Iraq as a geographic space. I mean, there's obviously these tensions, a sense of you know U.S. withdrawal or disengagement, um, how Iraq fits into the current negotiations between the United States and Iran. Um, but I'd, I'd really like to focus more on these domestic tensions and just the, the Iraqi government's ability to provide as you describe is, is, you know, just basic services of electricity, water, job creation, um, you know, what could the U.S. do or what would be a sign of support in next week's dialogue that would make any difference? This is an excellent question. And this is question has dogged Iraq since the fall of the Saddam Hussein government in 2003. Fundamentally, the Iraqi system um, that had been established after Saddam's ouster 
uh, focused on uh, sort of managing uh, the competition between various elites in the Iraqi system from all from all of the identity communities, whether the Sunni, Shia, um, Christians, and others, as well as Kurds, to to essentially profit from the country's major resources, which is oil and energy sector, but also from agricultural land, light manufacturing, um, and also the contracts to build infrastructure, whether it's physical infrastructure such as roads, uh, water infrastructure, electricity, as well as uh, you know rebuilding from destruction from the many conflicts that have unfortunately affected Iraq. You know, the United States um, has tried, has invested billions of dollars over the last two decades in Iraq. I think fundamentally the question will be, is there a role for the United States with a bottom-up approach? So much of the U.S. engagement in Iraq has been through the security sector. It's been fighting terrorist organizations like ISIS. It's been trying to improve the ability of the Iraqi security forces also to combat Iran, mainly Iranian-backed militias, but also criminal gains. So a new focus where the U.S., under the Biden administration, tries to turn Iraq more into what we would call a normal country, like a Peru or another type of country that isn't Iraq, um, will be challenging. And I think fundamentally what Kadami will need from the U.S. is a guarantee that as it tries to limit its exposure to attacks from Iran-backed forces, that it will engage in the education sector as well as, and most importantly, the agricultural and the water infrastructure sectors, sectors both of which are important, employ Iraqis and contribute to a lot of the angst that you see in the Iraqi population. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I really appreciate talking with you. I think the onus is, you know, Iraq does need a development partner and the U.S. should be there, but it also has to demonstrate competence and, um, and certainly not like some of the accidents we've seen lately. But thank you, Nick. It's a pleasure talking with you. Thank you, Karen.